Hang up your lightsaber. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, awesome. Oh, man. Oh, oh Grogu. Wink at him. Are you a Jedi? <laughs> what do you think? Don't go to the weird, creepy, uncanny oh, valley, God. Jedi. Hey! What the f <laughs> Of course he's there. Oh man, why? <laughs> uh, oh my god, welcome back to New Rockstars. Ooh. This is our reaction to The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 8, Chapter 16, The Season Finale, The Rescue. About another spoiler warning before we continue, uh, but the rescue of this episode comes at the hands, or I should say hand plus robot hand, of a mm. Jedi who just got his own Rogue One kill box sequence. Luke Skywalker, deep fake edition. Look at a bit more Battlefront 2 than Return of the Jedi, but hey, 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 yes. this is Disney Plus. They'll be in there with a VFX render patch by New Year's. This is Wookiee Leaks. It's our Mandalorian after show. I'm Eric Voss here with Tommy Bechtold. Hey, buddy. Hello. Wow. Yes, that was, I. you know, I'll take Luke Skywalker anyway. They can do him like a Rankin Bass. Christmas special claymation, and I'm still in. <laughs> yeah, and hey, they they gave him some of the best Luke lightsaber action we have ever yes. seen. Uh, they did not have his face in those shots, but um, mm -hmm. we didn't need it. He was on a security camera, and it looked terrifying for the dark troopers. Yes, as uh, we deduced after chapter 14, Grogu's force link on that Tython scene stone was with a post-Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. There is a lot to unpack with the Star Wars timeline, and what this means means for Grogu's future. Is he gone from the show permanently? Is he coming back? We'll talk about that. But better, first, better just a quick be. reminder to get your limited edition This Is The Way shirt exclusive from New Rockstar's official merch store, newrockstarsmerch.com. We've been a bit surprised by how much demand there has been from the general public finding us on like Google, people who have no idea what an Eric Voss even is. Uh, and we felt kind of bad that the last of the collectible shirts might go to people who don't even care about this channel or collecting them. And then the, and our chosen ones like you might not be able to get one. So here's what we did. We are dropping a coupon in our diehards just for you guys to make it so that the last of these shirts can go to the true fans who we believe deserve them. Now we might still have a few more red and white varieties by the time you're watching it. So jump on this fast because once the last of them are gone, back in the vault they go. That's what makes them special is they do not live forever. Uh, there is also a bunch of new designs in case you miss it there uh there's an easter egg line that's filled with a bunch of cool hidden references that you can find so people can just like stare at your chest forever um and then um we just released an amazing new grogu shirt that looks great uh so again go to newrockstarsmerch.com that url or epicheroshop.com those two are the only official urls for our store do not get suckered by all the scammers out there there are some uh clone sites that have popped up don't get screwed by them. Make sure you go to one of our official sites. But um, thanks to the people who did buy the shirt in the past week, their shoutouts are going to appear below. We got Dart Vega who says, Master Voss, Master Bechtold, I wish to further trade in the ways of the nerd at the New Rockstars Temple. <laughs> yes. Um, there's not much to train. It's just spending too much time watching things. And then, ooh, our editor John got some love from Nicole. John, you will ooh. always be my way. Ooh. Ooh, Johnny boy. Oh, oh, oh. A-E-T-S, Jets, 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 John. All right, uh, Tommy, 
There's so much that happened this episode. Break down this episode for us. What happened? Woo! All right. Well, we get a saucy, saucy little diner scene with Bo-Katan and fellow Mandalorian Koska Reeves as they agree to help rescue Grogu after a, like a kind of a, a weirdly petty fight between Reeves and Boba Fett, where uh, obviously the Mandalorians take umbrage with with Boba wearing that armor, and they insult him the, old, the most deeply insulting way we know how by calling him a clone, stupid clone. In exchange for her help, Bo-Katan wants uh, the dark saber from Gideon, and then also wants Mando to consider helping her uh, liberate Mandalore. The group kidnaps Doctor Pershing, and then they take his shuttle, uh, and they and they crash landed in Gideon's cruiser. What a cool moment! where they pretended they needed to make an emergency landing with Boba Fett expertly uh, shooting like a stormtrooper just close enough to make it look threatening uh, before he blasts yeah, off yeah. into Yeah, yeah, and they, they cleverly block the launch tube as well, right? Yes. Like they, they force yeah. it so that no other uh, TIE fighters can get out of there. That's smart. Absolutely. So then Bo-Katan, Koska, Fennec, and Dude do a uh, Avengers uh, Girls Get It Done moment where they just go through and mow down <laughs> all of the <laughs> stormtroopers on the cruiser's bridge. Meanwhile, Mando... Uh finds the dark troopers just a second too late as one has gone through we get some big terminator energy there when he's just punching him through the wall that was awesome uh but he finally uses that beskar <laughs> yeah. spear to finish off uh one of the dark troopers uh and then he ejects the rest uh through a vacuum into space and at that point he is able to go and liberate grogu from moff gideon uh and then to put moff gideon under and defeat him with the beskar spear and unfortunately claiming the dark saber in the process so that makes him yeah, the well, new whoops. rightful owner of the dark saber he defeats him in combat so uh -huh. all these technicalities it's like playing a really confusing board game uh when is it my turn how many rounds are in yeah. each turn why do I have the dark saber now? Uh, unfortunately, the dark. You know what the rule return. is, Tommy? It's like the it's like the Tim Allen Santa Claus rule, where he yes. accidentally <laughs> causes Santa Claus's yes. death, and then he himself has to become Santa Claus. Yes. That's Santa Claus, That's, as they would say. That is exactly. This is the yeah. This is the dark saber clause. Uh, saber clause sounds great. Uh, okay, so the dark troopers return and things are looking pretty bad when all of a sudden an X wing flies by, and that can only mean one thing: a Jedi has arrived. Yeah. Grogu reached out yeah, into I... the voids of space. Uh, so, <laughs> so that Jedi uh, ends up being Luke Skywalker, and as we have already discussed, an incredible sequence of just destroying <laughs> dark troopers. Uh, very, very <laughs> satisfying for any fans of lightsaber battles. So uh, that leads to uh, the most heartbreaking moment of this show by far. The Mandalorian and Grogu are separated. Uh, Mandalorian gives Grogu permission to go train with Skywalker because as Luke Skywalker says, uh, talent is nothing without proper training. So so Mandalorian realizes he's got to get his son into the best, uh, best private schools if he's going to make the NBA for Jedis. So I get it. <laughs> I understand. I, I, I'm sure I'll have a similar issue with my son who will make a professional sports league or he just won't come home. Uh, so anyway... I then stopped watching and uh, just sat on the couch and kind of heavily sighed before I was informed that there was a scene at the end. So I had to go back and rewatch. And that scene is yep. uh, Fett and Fennec traveling to Jabba's Palace on Tatooine, where Boba Fett kills Bib Fortuna, who has not missed a meal since the uh, battle. I, I like that. They're like, if you take Jabba's throne... 
you just become Jabba like. Like it's like uh, uh, Christopher Walken's theory <laughs> that however long, like however big your hair is, you're, you'll gain weight to fill out your big hair. That Christopher Walken used to say that if he grew his hair too long, he got fatter because. <laughs> You would make his face make sense with the hair. Yeah, no, that throne is so comfortable. You yeah. never want to get up. There's just like a toilet seat there. And there's like these uh, snacks, chips that come up from the yeah. armrest. It's, it's got everything you need. It's the best gamer yeah. chair in the world. And, and boy, are you right that there is most definitely a toilet seat. And that toilet seat leads to where the Rancor used to live, uh, which is just disturbing. <laughs> so so Fett kills Bib Fortuna and claims Jabba's throne. And we are then given the uh, announcement that the book of Boba Fett is coming in December 2021. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's all. That's the only okay. thing. That, that's all that happened in that episode. That's all that. That's it. That's it. Bit that's of a filler episode. No, man. <laughs> yeah. More Star Wars shows. Like I thought we were filled up on Star Wars shows, and it really mm-hmm. was just like more, more, more. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, wild to get that. Yeah, uh, but Tommy, seeing Luke, and we knew it was Luke from the moment the X fighter landed, and definitely from the moment that green lightsaber ignited. Uh, it wasn't just like uh, easy. You know, ha you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. He was working to kill all those mm-hmm. Darth Troopers. He had to force pull them. He was force pushing them. He was crushing them. It really did feel like Darth Vader's kill box in Rogue One. Uh, it's like father, like son. And it was beautiful the way the symmetry rhymed. Yes, agreed. I, uh, it was, it was awesome. And, um, and I'll say that I think they needed that because they knew that with the TV show budget, even with Disney plus money, there's only so much you can do to claw your way out of that uncanny valley when you're trying to deep fake someone to be younger. And he looked pretty good until, as always, he started talking. And Mm. that is just so hard to uh, match the motion of the lips and the teeth just because there are so many little wrinkles down by our mouth, by our lips, the way they connect to our gums and our teeth when our mouth opens it's so hard for animators to try to vividly do that um but i mean i don't know tommy i've seen control alt face videos that looked a bit better than what we saw in this episode (laughs) yeah yeah it was uh it was a little rough It, it was so confusing that i had a tough time discerning what i was really looking at like I, I was like, is this a, <laughs> is this like a person with prosthetics on their face? Like what? It, like it looked, it, it looked like it was really hard for Luke Skywalker to talk, <laughs> which is, uh, which to to your point, and and I think for me at this point, I think it's just a natural thing that i'm sure a lot of other people do i just go into like a soft focus so i barely even concentrating on what Mm -hmm. his face looks like and that's really the only way i can like you know not uh not 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 obsess over the like the mouth not looking right is i just kind of stop looking concentrating on the face and just kind of try and look at the whole screen which i realize is weird and again i'm just happy luke skywalker is there but it was not not the best and i think that's that's how we all feel about this. The way the way they did this is a lot of people were thinking they were going to bring in Sebastian Stan. No, no, they get like a, a stand-in actor who just looks a lot like matches the facial structure. In this case, it was Max Lloyd Jones. Um, but mm. um, in the past, they've done this with Carrie Fisher, where they just got a, an actress who kind of matches her, her facial structure. Uh, mm-hmm. and they've done this in the Marvel movies with uh, with Lawrence Fishburne and one of the Ant Man movies with uh, with Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, they actually got the kid mm-hmm. from the Mighty Ducks uh, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, there's a, there's a whole history of this. It's always a little awkward. I don't know if they'll ever get it right just because I think human beings know what faces look like and we're always going right. to know when it's not animated. Right. Or we're always going to know when it's animated versus when it's not animated. But the real question here is what's going to happen with Grogu now that he's in the hands of Luke Skywalker? Is he not on the show anymore will he come back and where is luke in history at this point that's gonna be our big question we're gonna dive into this first just because we know that's what you guys have all been asking us so uh go with me on this tommy oh a, a week before yes. last I, I explained how until now we've been in kind of this mystery period with luke skywalker's timeline like the mandalorian is set in 9 aby return of the jedi was five years before in 4 aby between mm. 4 and 5 aby uh that was when luke trained leia we saw that in the flashback of the rise of skywalker but that training ended in 5 aby when leia gave birth to ben solo so yes right mm. now ben solo future kylo ren is alive in the mandalorian he is about four years old um luke after that was kind of in the middle of a search for knowledge about the history of the jedi in the sith uh and both sides of the force he, he got this kind of balanced view of that whole history and we did see part of that search in the battlefront 2 game where luke uh finds the emperor's old vault he gets his holocron that uh, has a star map to Ach 2. Actually, mm -hmm. I think Luke might have been scouting on Ach 2 when Grogu pinged him from the Tython Scene Stone. Mm. I think that might just might have happened to be there meditating. Um, however, Luke will not begin creating his new Jedi Order that we see in the sequel trilogy for like another six years. That's around 15 ABY. Ben Solo was around 10 years old when that started. So that's a mm. that's a bit away from now there's still more of this mystery period in which we can explore luke's relationship with grogu like grogu might meet max von Sydow's character laura santeca who was an important uh confidant and friend to luke skywalker during that period uh grogu could actually be a member of the early ranks of luke's jedi order 2.0 in fact tommy I'm wondering if maybe it was Luke's favoritism toward Grogu that could have planted the seeds of resentment in Ben Solo. Ooh. Maybe Ben, as some people are saying, it's possible that Ben, when right before he turned into Kylo Ren, killed Grogu when he burned that Jedi temple. In fact, maybe mm. it's Grogu's grave on Ach 2. That's what Luke was looking at when Rey found him at the end of The Force Awakens. Mm. But it is worthy to consider that stuff I'm not so sure that's how Grogu's story is going to end. Because think yeah. about it. Over the next couple decades, Grogu is about to age rapidly. Grogu is 50 years old. Yoda was a Jedi Master by age 100. That's only like mm. 50 years away from Grogu. He's got to go through a lot. He's got to hit puberty. He's got to hit his teenage years, his young adult years, his middle age mm. years. All that's about to happen. So under Luke Skywalker's tutelage, Grogu is going to grow goo into a badass. Um, <laughs> but I do have a feeling that training will end once Luke takes on Ben Solo as an apprentice. Um, mm. Just because Grogu was not at all in the picture in the sequel trilogy or the flashbacks or the prelude comics that showed young Ben, Luke's depression that uh, Rey found him to have on Ach 2 might have been the result of two failed apprentices who left him, Grogu and Ben. So Grogu Whose destiny is still his own. Um, and I think it is not a permanent partnership with Luke for sure. In fact, I don't think 
we will see this version of a live uh, action Luke Skywalker again on the series. This feels like a, a one-time event for me. Mm. Um, but the next time we see Grogu, Tommy, could be on the other side of that training. We might see a time jump. Uh, when we come back in season three in the, in the way that episode two of the Star Wars uh, saga uh, between two and three, we had that big time jump on the end of the Clone Wars. And then uh, the whole character of uh, Anakin Skywalker went from kind of a, a, a bitchy teen to mm-hmm. um, someone who's just on the cusp of being a, a wiser Jedi master. I mm. think we might see that maturation process with Grogu. And I think that's why they named him here rather than calling him the child or, or baby Yoda. I think people mm. want him to be identified as Grogu so that when we see him come back, we don't say like, what is this teenage baby Yoda now? It'll just be like, oh no, it's just Grogu. Mm. He's just older. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be a, a Disney marketing uh, research uh, masterpiece. Is how they figure out how what uh, a speaking Grogu sounds like and how to not piss people off because it's very, they made him a cooing kind of cute baby crossed with like almost like a purring kitten. You know what I mean? Like the the yeah. the, the the sounds Baby Yoda makes or Grogu makes are are very sweet and cute. Like a teenager, like a prepubescent or like voice changing. <laughs> like what is what does Yoda sound like? It's Frank Oz. Like what is he gonna say? How do you even make his teenage voice? Like what is is it like? Uh, is it like Billy West or something like that? Like I don't know. Like who does his who does his voice? <laughs> How are they going to do that? I used to have a friend named Din Djarin, and I only got to see his face once. Hey, it's possible, Tommy, we never hear him talk. He could be a teenager who takes a vow of silence, you know, like in yeah. uh, Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Paul Dano's yeah. character, we didn't hear his voice uh, for the yes. first time. Like, that'd yes. be kind of fun with Grogu. He's just like, he is so moody, he never says anything. He just scowls. <laughs> He's just he's just pissed because he doesn't have the little shifting cylinder anymore. Shifting the shifter knob. Yeah. That was his That's his rosebud. That's gonna be Grogu's yeah. rosebud. That he the toy he had to leave behind. <laughs> Um, No, but like, I don't think this is the last time we see Grogu on The Mandalorian. He is so important to uh, Mando's character development. And yeah, there's going to be some detachment. I think this happens on a lot of shows. Characters just don't see each other. But then we have a time jump and there's a reunion. And that reunion Mm. feels really, really, really good. Um, Mm. And I think we do need to see some time for these two apart just to see what the other forces of their life, um, the the Jedi Order uh, and like the Mandalorian code because you know Din Djarin still has this other group of the watch who's pretty dogmatic versus the new Mandalorians he's meeting Bo-Katan he's gonna have conflicts with them so we need to Mm. we need to develop those people in those parts those corners of the universe before we bring them back together and there's gonna be some later point in their life where they're able to help each other again and that's that's such a meaningful thing I think for everybody to be like we don't always need people in our lives for our entire lives sometimes friends come back to us later in our lives Mm -hmm. once we've experienced things separately yeah, for sure, for sure. I yeah, I agree. I don't think that this isn't the end of Ma- of Grogu on Mandalorian. I just don't. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. I think the 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 bigger reality is that he won't be as big in season three, but will still be a part of it. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe ultimately, 
it's something that like towards the end of season three, Mando has to go get him or help him from something. And I think that that could be the, the not having Luke Skywalker back is an easy fix. He's just off doing something right. Like he's off on another planet solving a problem. So right. it's just like you could even have a, a, you know, a five or six year old cameoing as Ben Solo, just hanging out with Grogu, you know, or like, you know, Chewbacca's mm-hmm. like babysitting him or something. But I think ultimately they'll bring them back together, like you said. Well, there are more questions we have to dig into, specifically with the Darksaber. Why is it such a point of contention? Uh, but first, we want to mm-hmm. thank some friends who helped us make this episode, starting with ExpressVPN. It's December, and if you're like me, you're probably just watching Christmas movies this whole month. That's all we really can do. What if you were to go to Netflix and discover that your favorite Christmas movie just isn't available on that platform? Well, get ready to have your mind blown, folks, because... You you can use ExpressVPN to watch any Netflix library in the world. This weekend, you could use ExpressVPN to stream Love Actually on the German Netflix or Die Hard on South Korean Netflix. It is simple. It's, you just open the app. You hit one button to change your location, refresh Netflix, and yippee ki Dang Ferrix. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You just choose from almost 100 countries. That's a lot of Netflix libraries to explore. ExpressVPN <laughs> works with any streaming service, Netflix, Disney+, Hulu, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but I use ExpressVPN to watch movies and shows because it is ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering, and you can always stream in HD. ExpressVPN works with all your devices, your phones, tablets, smart TVs, so you can use it to watch whatever you want on the go or the big screen. And if you visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash Mandalorian, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support this show, watch what you want, and get your holiday fix at expressvpn.com slash Mandalorian. We also want to thank our friends from Manscaped. So, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, men actually shaved their balls with the same razor as their face. <laughs> Not anymore, thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped is here to help you look smooth, like Lando level smooth. Whether you're going to be applying multiple layers of prosthetics to really nail your Mon Calamari cosplay, or you just, or you want that nice, fresh, deep fake looking Luke Skywalker face without mm. getting scarred, and you want it on your balls, um, Manscaped <laughs> is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find their electric trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof and skin safe. It will reduce those nicks and help you achieve that look that even Admiral Akbar would admire, and this is not a trap. It also includes the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray, and the Anti-Chafing Performance Boxer Briefs in a very sharp black color that is downright imperial. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com Mandalorian. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com Mandalorian. May the force be with your balls. All right, and also Tommy, with yours. Uh, <laughs> I got some questions for you now. First question, will the Darksaber become a wedge between Mando and Bo-Katan? Why is claiming by combat such a big deal to Bo-Katan now when it wasn't when Sabine gave her the Darksaber? Yeah, that's a really good question um, because you're reminding us of the moment Bo-Katan received the Darksaber. Sabine Wren just found it on Rebels and then handed it to her. And Bo-Katan did not say like, okay, I have to kill you though if I want to take that. <laughs> no, that wasn't the rule then. Um, but it was 
has kind of it, this the Stark Saber is a pride of the Mandalorians. Uh, House of Isla had it, and they were the warrior family. And Maul took it from uh, from the head of House of Isla. Um, but Maul lost it. He wasn't like uh, he wasn't dethroned. It wasn't like the Elder Wand. He wasn't mm. uh, defeated in a duel for Sabine mm. Wren to get that saber. Here's what I think it tells us. I think that rule came into effect when Moff Gideon beat. Uh, Bo-Katan. Mm. I think that was such a humiliation for Bo-Katan. And the only way that like she was able to justify the principle of Moff Gideon now wielding it is the fact that he just beat her fair and square in a duel. Mm. Uh, mm. And so he can rightfully wield it now. And it's now such a point of contention in her heart that she has to go back and try to reclaim this desolate, destroyed world of Mandalore. It feels like a Don Quixote type mission. Why mm. does she care that much? And I think it's just because her pride has been stung and she mm. needs this uh, comeback tale. Uh, and, and Moff Gideon knows that. I think he was smart by when he realized that Mando was like, I don't need the dark saber. I just want the kid. Moff Gideon's like, ooh, but I know Bo-Katan wants this saber. So mm-hmm. I'm going to force him to fight me. And even if he beats me, either I beat him, which obviously great or he beats me and then it creates this wedge issue with yeah. uh, between him and Bo-Katan sure. um, so I think uh, sh- she needs it back because she lost it and may not have always been the rule and maybe even when she got it from Sabine Wren she's like you know what but I didn't truly earn it and I think in her head she knows that because she didn't really earn it Moff Gideon was able to snatch it from her and she was not worthy then she needs to be worthy now to have it but speaking of Moff Gideon Tommy I want to know from you what do you think is next for him he was knocked out he wanted to kill himself uh, mm. out of fear of Luke Skywalker which is awesome but right. he's still alive so what further damage could he do do you think uh, you know, for me, I think, well, let's see what, so we've got a, uh, a political extremist in Moff Gideon, uh, who's now been taken prisoner. I think the only move for him is to pivot to the world of podcasting, uh, and host a show called Getting Moff My Chest, which is, uh, just him airing grievances out into the galaxy and trying to like create unrest where he, he's like a kind of a Sean Hannity character. Where he just kind of goes like, wouldn't it be yeah. great if if uh, if we just started accepting the fact that stormtroopers are helpful instead of always vilifying them? Uh, no, I I think what he'll do, <laughs> what's going to happen is what always happens in Star Wars, which is whatever the current scheme is, is always just one layer of a larger, deeper, darker scheme. He's obviously got allies that are uh-huh. evil, nefarious helpers that once he is captured are going to seek to liberate him and move on to the next phase of the diabolical scheme like that's just the nature of star wars there is a force for good that fights for freedom and justice and all of the right things and there is a force for bad that is a never-ending supply of bad ideas so we'll see whatever the next bad idea for moff gideon is going to be i imagine another another uh, evil entity will emerge that has been, you know, in league with Moff Gideon all along. And, and, and then, like I said, I think he'll just, another evil scheme will come about and, and, uh, and he'll be somehow rescued for, uh, by bad guys is my guess. What do you think? Yeah. 
I I agree with you, Tommy. I think there one thing that we learned from this season is that Alderaan keeps coming back up, and for the first time, we really got to get a sense of the ideology of people who serve the Empire. Uh, mm-hmm. They're still wrong. I don't think the show's drawing a false equivalence between um, between space Nazis and terroristic freedom fighters. Uh, right. But it is saying that like the people who serve the Empire aren't just taking a gig; like they really believe their mission, and I mm-hmm. think that belief probably trickles down to a lot of people across the galaxy, Moff Gideon could be a martyr figure now by being imprisoned by this fledgling new democracy who is barely keeping control, who is imprisoning people. If you look through that prisoner registry, by the way, of a couple episodes back, people are getting 50 years for like uh, falsifying credits for like money laundering and stuff like that. Yeah, obviously this new republic does not know how to process prisoners very well. Mm -hmm. And I suspect that there is a desperate need among the general population of the galaxy for prison reform and the new republic mm-hmm. is just making things worse i mean mm-hmm. the uh the empire just destroyed planets but the new republic right. in trying to be more peaceful is just having these overcrowded prison populations and i think moff gideon is going to manipulate that and become mm-hmm. a martyr and um, um create chaos by the fact that he's in prison and the fact that the new republic kind of sucks absolutely all right another question for you what will happen with Grogu's blood and what's next for the genetic engineering yeah. plot? Yeah, my uh, curiosity is what show this is going to be followed up on. Is it going to be on The Mandalorian? Because if it just mm. follows the uh, Mandalorian like Civil War, future Civil War, or reclaiming a Mandalore, I don't see how the whole plot line of uh, Grogu's blood fits in with that. It kind of reminds me, I think it's going to be like in Clone Wars where it jumps around to a lot of different plots and they're all just kind mm. of important in the galaxy. Mm. Um, I don't I don't think we're going to get a separate show with um with uh, Luke Skywalker and and Grogu. No. I don't think it's going to be followed so there. But yeah, I think if Moff Gideon is still a part of this, um then yeah, we're going to see the continued efforts of uh the whole Strand cast plot. And I think next season is going to go to where we thought this season was going to go. We're going to go to Camino next season. We're going to uh investigate further and it's just going to be a mystery that the New Republic is desperately behind the curve on uh mm-hmm. like whoa whoa wait so your camino facility still active here wait there's a grogu uh or i'm just gonna go back to chandrilla and take some spice and let this all blow over spice yes. you're so stupid um Dummies. so tommy how do you think luke knew where to find the light cruiser if its location was secret uh how did luke mm. just know like oh i'll take the x-wing here my best non-scientific answer would be that when Grogu reached out into the you know the universe from that ancient stone on Tython he created a bond with whatever Jedi's answered back maybe only Luke maybe more to be discovered and I think once that bond was created much like how uh we kind of saw in the the new trilogy that Kylo could track Ray based on like if he got deep enough into her mind. We don't know how deep into into baby into Grogu's mind Luke Skywalker got. Maybe he was able oh. to see the surroundings or see what's happening, and maybe he could kind of listen in. Maybe these are like maybe these are the seeds. Although we've already seen them to full fruition in the new trilogy, these are the seeds of the kind of the new Jedi mind tricks we were introduced in the most recent trilogy would be my guess oh so you're saying that grogu at some point got a look out a window and based off of the arrangement of the stars <laughs> yes. luke was able to yes. be like wait a minute <laughs> luke, be like, luke, luke triangulated <laughs> yeah 
or or once they figured <laughs> yeah. out where it was, uh, Cara Dune sent out a beacon to you know other like-minded Republic uh, officials, and they just told Luke Skywalker. Oh, you know, that's maybe possible. that just became an, an APB. Oh, maybe that's uh, definitely a reasonable answer. I think Grogu just ate one of those blue butterflies, and each one of them has a little <laughs> GPS tracker on it. And Luke was like, "Oh, okay, he ate a butterfly. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, for sure." <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. I hope that's what it is. Um, All right. So next we're going to move on to um, what I thought the deeper meaning of this episode was, why this episode was so important, and how they did such a good job underlining that deeper meaning. So obviously this whole season was about unmasking Mando, both physically and emotionally for his character, breaking away him from that strict code of the watch, in which no one except pure Mandalorians can have Beskar, uh, in which no one, if you're a Mandalorian, can show your face episode by episode. We saw that being chipped away. And some of that is thanks to Bo Katan, but really, mostly it was thanks to Grogu, the child. Uh, in chapter 15, he lets his face get scanned in order to find Gideon and Grogu. And here he does it again. He finally lets Grogu see his full face after giving him just a little peek when he was sipping broth earlier in the season. Uh, there was a final moment of connection just to give that kid permission to go. It was it was like Mando's way of saying, like, just go. Don't you know we don't want you anymore? <laughs> oh get, god. Get. Okay. Oh, Grogu's like, Meh. yeah. Um, so I think this isn't just like a, an ending. To me, this signals a new era for Din Djarin. Um, mm. Grogu finally broke through that shell, and Grogu kind of took that shell with him and allowed Amando to show his true face. And I think he's going to continue to go maskless until he sees Grogu again. Because think about it, how else will Grogu recognize him when they're like mm. rebuilding the Mandalorian race? There, there's a ton of people with those helmets on. Grogu's force sensitive; he might sense a connection. But I think there's going to be a thing where like Mando keeps the light on and he's going to mm. keep the helmet off uh, in those wow. moments just so that Grogu can find him. Also, Pedro Pascal wants to show that pretty, pretty face. I was going to say, so like season three is when he really gets to uh, be, be on set a lot more, not just in a recording booth. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not, uh, because I'm the show needs a face. The show, yeah. Grogu has been the face of the show while Mando's helmet has been covering his face. I think mm -hmm. Pedro Pascal needs to now be the face of the show. We are going to close out with another segment of Mandos and Mandolts. It's our corrections <laughs> corner. Quick, quickly going to recap the theories, predictions for past weeks. We got oh so right. Others we got dead wrong. I think we can claim victory here, Tommy. Um, yes. A lot of people predicted this, but our first do was Luke was the Jedi Grogu linked with on the Tython scene stone. And as I said, he was not going to be portrayed by Sebastian Stan. But a man don't. I do believe I was skeptical that they might try to de-age Mark Hamill. They totally did. It totally looks a little weird. Mm -hmm. It just looks, it's just jarring, right? Like, it's like, it's the fact that it's made that we're just have to accept it. Like, these are human actors on set with practical puppets and people in costumes. Then here is a very clearly animated thing. It's like, right, this is clearly not real though like you know i mean real in the sense of like pedro pascal yeah. is a real person who has that face sasha banks is a real actress who has yeah. that face like that is not mark hamill that uh -huh. you know like it's it's his voice and it's right. his face digitally imposed onto someone else it's just weird to just make that all work in your mind like you know more so than watching like right. who framed roger rabbit where you're like okay obviously roger rabbit is a right. cartoon rabbit but this is like no we're still supposed to take him and have the same emotions and feelings towards this like rendered 
thing. Anyway. And if this character never existed, you know, it would be one thing. With Grogu, we know it's a puppet, but we feel it's real because this was always how it looked on screen. But the fact that we had a reference point with uh, with Mark Hamill before, what we just mm-hmm. saw in this episode was never Luke Skywalker or Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. This is like a new thing, and it, that's what they call the Uncanny Valley. Our brain just cannot, for the life of us, associate the voice we're hearing as coming out of those lips. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's always going to be a problem, and they're always going to ch- keep trying to get better at it. Maybe one day they will, and that will be a very scary reality that we live in. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing that we recognize this is a little weird. Um, and, uh, and 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 I honestly, Tommy, I feel the same way about when in the prequels they changed uh, Yoda to be they they made him a puppet a frank oz puppet in the phantom Mm -hmm. menace and then people thought that looked weird so they made Mm -hmm. him a cgi character in two and three and they went back to phantom menace and put the cgi yoda over him and i always feel that disconnect with yoda as that moment where he like wipes his hair you know Mm -hmm. in 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 stress it's like i i don't feel the same way if it's not practical yeah we did get a little sidetracked here another man do that i think we deserve some credit for or i deserve some credit for bit fortuna Mm -hmm did show up this season totally did not expect that i did kind of predict that in a preseason random promo breakdown and you know after i said that i felt a little stupid when the first season or when the first scene of this season was uh that gore crash planet that was bit fortuna was nowhere to be found but um i did look into bit fortuna's legends backstory i thought that was wasted time it was not he shows back up in the post-credit scene which i Mm. love um However, I do have to uh, also take credit for uh, incorrect prediction. Grogu did not turn evil, and he did not use the force to stab Gideon in the eye with that dark saber. I was really hoping we might get that moment. Maybe it will mm. come someday in the future, but not today. Well, that is it for this episode of Wookie Leaks, but we're not done, folks. We have one more episode. It's going to be a very important season wrap-up because we have a lot of questions as we head into the next season. Uh, keep your eyes out for that. That's going to come out um, next Friday, and that will be Christmas Day! So Tommy and I will be spending Christmas together talking about that. That'll be fun. My favorite. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Subscribe to New Rockstars on YouTube. Subscribe to Wookie Leaks wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a nice rating review. I will be back tomorrow with my Easter egg breakdown of this finale episode. There's a lot of cool little visual details they put in there. I can't wait to dig into them. And we're going to leave you with uh, the most meaningful Grogu moment of the episode. Oh, God.